This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Alexa Dat. Today we are talking Reds baseball, and we bring in our Reds reporter for MLB.com, Mark Sheldon. Mark, I want to talk about, as uh, spring training is right around the corner here, what the vision is for this Reds team. From the perspective of the GM, the front office, what are they trying to accomplish this spring training? And uh, as it goes into the season, what are they trying to accomplish for 2018? Well, the big vision is progress. Uh, using the guys they already have. Obviously, the Reds have not made any earth-shattering uh, off-season maneuvers. In large part is that they really think that their starting pitching can progress because of the guys they already have. They, they have three guys coming back from injuries, Bailey, Disclafani, and Finnegan, and then they also have uh, a whole host of young pitchers they really do expect to take the next level, whether it's Luis, next step, excuse me, Luis Castillo, Sal Romano, Robert Stevens, Tyler Malley, et cetera. So I really think that this is the year they, they vision kind of turning the corner away from rebuilding and, and kind of maybe following where the Brewers went last season where they can maybe surprise a few people. Obviously, the people that are making predictions don't have a lot of high hopes for the Reds. Just saw in baseball perspectives today, they're, they're only predicting uh, you know, 74 wins. So the Reds are going to have to exceed expectations from uh, and do it with the guys they already have. Who's somebody that you are really excited to see? I know I was just searching your Twitter, and uh, Nick Senzel seems to be the name on the tip of everyone's tongue, and I know he's obviously going to make a, a big splash during spring training. So we talk a little bit about him and then maybe mention anyone else that you're excited to see during spring training down there at Reds camp. Senzel is, is, is probably the most elite prospect they've had in a long time, uh, not just because he was the overall number two pick. It's just the Reds haven't had a lot of, high, high-end prospects in their midst, not since maybe Jay Bruce. Uh, obviously, he wasn't a, a minor league prospect, but Aroldis Chapman was a huge sensation when he first made his appearance at the Red camp, at Reds camp after being a Cuban defector. But Senzel, there's a lot of intrigue just because, number one, they want to see if he's big league ready yet. Uh, a lot of people expect him to start at AAA, but then there's the question of what position he plays once he does get uh, to the big leagues. They're going to give him... Uh, a look at, at shortstop and second base, and then in the corner outfield spots, he's a natural third baseman, but he's blocked there by Eugenio Suarez. So uh, it's really going to be interesting to see how he fits in and what kind of opportunities he gets when he's in camp. So uh, I'm just kind of looking forward to seeing him hit. I haven't seen him play in person yet myself, but obviously his reputation precedes him. And then uh, as for the you know other people, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Tyler Malley, uh in camp, I, he was uh, not a big league camp last year, and he certainly was uh, an impressive guy in the four starts he had with the Reds last year, and he kind of came with a lot of uh, expectations. I would like to see more of him, and I think it, some of these other young pitchers like Castillo and Romano and Stevenson that I've seen before, but it's going to be interesting to see how they've improved maybe since last year. So those are some of the names and faces that people are going to be excited to see as they head down there. What's the experience like 
though, for fans heading down to, to Red's camp. Maybe, you know, for fans that have never been down there, we can give them a little bit of a taste of what they're going to experience or maybe somebody who unfortunately is going to miss out this year who's been in the past and we can throw some nostalgia their way. One thing I, I, I got a lucky perspective is that I've covered spring training in Florida and in Arizona, and I have to say from my own personal experience, Arizona is supreme, uh, supremely better than going to Florida. The, the weather's better. The travel's better. Uh, as far as Goodyear goes, it's about 20 to 25 minutes outside of downtown Phoenix West. And uh, it, it's an interesting setup because the, the, the Reds and the Indians share a stadium at Goodyear Ballpark, but their complexes are not adjoined to the ballpark. Uh, the Reds complex is about a mile away. So uh, you get, you get there uh, for the morning workout and you can kind of toggle back and forth between two or three practice fields and kind of watch what the, the hitters do. And uh, unfortunately the bullpens are kind of uh, secluded away from the fans eye, but uh, there's a lot to see still. And one of the really odd things that's going on out there is there's an airplane graveyard uh, facing out t- towards the ballpark. So you can, you can look at any number of airplanes just to sit there. It's, it's, it's one of those odd things like you see in the movies, like in, or in a Mad Max movie or something like that. So that's kind of strange. Um, but just if you like mountains, if you like weather, uh, obviously you like baseball, and with the thinner air, the ball carries a lot further. So there's a lot of home runs. It's just a nice experience in general to be out in Goodyear. So nice to hear because I spent three years down Florida spring training. Yeah, it's a little different. Uh, the Florida thunderstorms that roll through. I was just talking to Jennifer Langosh about it. They are super intense, and if you are not ready yeah. for those thunderstorms, you got to watch out. So, yeah, definitely in Arizona, they've got uh, some better, better weather. All right, let's uh, take a shot. Let's take a crack at trying to predict the 25-man roster as it stands right now. Let's go through the starting rotation and the bullpen and then go around the horn at some of the position players. It's, it's definitely not the most wide open of rosters, despite the team not being very successful last year. You, you got, uh, obviously, the catchers is going to be flip-flop this year. Tucker Barnhart's going to be the primary guy, and Mezzarocco is going to be the backup, assuming he can come back from injury. You know that Joey Votto's at first base and Scooter Jeanette at second base. It's going to be Jose Peraz at short and Eugenio Suarez at third. You got four outfielders really toggling among three positions in, in Duvall, Winker, Shebler, and Billy Hamilton. Uh, where it gets interesting is the bench. You have Dilson Herrera, who's out of options. He's the former Met, who was acquired for Jay Bruce a couple of years ago. He's had a bad shoulder for the most time. He's been in Cincinnati and hasn't even been in the big leagues for the Reds yet. So he's out of options. They have to find a place for him. And then you, you look at um, the other two spots on the bench. It's probably, I'm looking at Phil Goslin and, and Patrick Kivlihan, mostly because of their versatility. They're non-roster players, but Kivlihan was around all of last season. Goslin can play some backup shortstop. The Reds might still go out and look for a backup shortstop, so I wouldn't rule uh, out another maneuver between now and uh, when camp opens or before the end of camp. For the five starters, I have uh, Discofani, Bailey Finnegan, Luis Castillo, and Sal Romano. But that, that fifth spot's really up for grabs. It could be Romano, it could be Stevenson, it could be Amir Garrett, Cody Reed, or Michael Lorenzen, or Tyler Malley. So there's a lot to watch out for. And uh, the bullpen, as it shapes up, is Iglesias, Hughes, Hernandez, Wandy Peralta, Lorenzen. I have Vance Worley and Ariel Hernandez as the uh, as the last two spots. Uh, that's also up for grabs. Worley's kind of a swing guy they got as in a, in a minor league deal. And Ariel Hernandez just has a lot of upside and a big, huge curveball that everyone seems to love. So if he can get his command under control, I think he might sneak in and get that last bullpen spot. Which one of these groups do you feel like has the highest ceiling for 2018? Well, definitely the the rotation in the sense that it really is going to hinge on the rotation, whether this team makes any improvement at all from what it's done in the past. Uh, it, the last two years, it's been beat up by injuries. 
it's underperformed. Last year, they, they didn't have really a lot of you know, dependable people that could pitch up to the seventh inning. And uh, so I think as far as you got Di Sclafani, who has, is proven, but he hasn't been out all of last year for injuries. If he can do what he's done in the past, he can certainly reach his potential. And then you have all those young guys. They're all just guys that, are, that, are, that have a lot of expectations. They're, they're definitely uh, expected to turn the corner. You, know, you see Luis Castillo. He's an ace in the making. Sal Romano had a really nice last eight starts of last year. Uh, Robert Stevens had a nice last eight starts of last year. Uh, Malley had a really strong four starts. And then you have Amir Garrett, who really came out like gangbusters. He had a 12-strikeout game in his third big league start, and then he struggled uh, a lot last year. He had a hip injury on top of it, so he's had his hip corrected with some uh, – some uh, stem cells and, and uh, PRP injections, and they really expect him to turn the corner and be much better this year. So I think if the rotation can can reach its ceiling, the Reds could be better. All right, so going into spring training, one storyline that you feel like following throughout spring training is something that fans are going to be excited about. I know we talked about uh, players that sh- they should be excited about, but what's a storyline that they should follow? You know, as always, it's it's really who makes up the rotation. And that's such a why. I know I've talked about it already so far today, but it's just there's so many guys competing for really just one spot, and they're all considered prospects in the organization. They're not, uh, they're not, you know, dead weight or, or journeymen. They're all elite prospects that they really have a lot of high hopes for. They all have options left, and it's really going to be interesting to see who gets these spots and. And, and if, if last year's any guide, there's going to be attrition through injury. So you know that maybe one or two spots more might open up. And it's just going to be a real dogfight to the end of, of camp to see who claims all these five rotation spots, but namely the fifth spot. I think that's going to be a real big battle between a lot of big arms. All right. Sounds good. Uh, that's going to do it for us here on MLB.com Extras, our Reds edition. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Mark, it's always great having you, and it's going to be uh, thrilling to have you when you're down there at Goodyear, so we're all excited about that, that's for sure. Uh, Thanks, Mark, and we will talk to you next week. All right, Alexa, thank you.